What's up, gang? So, I believe we are officially on episode 20. How's that sound, Kent? 20. Venti. 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 Is that the large or the me- medium? It's 20 in Spanish. It's 20 in Spanish. I know, but it's a Starbucks. It's your coffee order, right? So, large? Large? No, 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 it's extra large. Extra large. Grande's uh, large. Grande's large. Yeah. So, Vente. is extra large. Is that like a, when you get a Royale and with cheese? If you get the cold brew, you get the Trenta. Trenta, yeah. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's Italian. Is it? Yeah, okay. I believe so. But I don't think coffee. The Vente is 20 in Spanish. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't have the accent 20? and the rolling of is the Is it 20 tongue. in Italian as well? Vente. I guess, yeah. So, or do they do like you order a medium in Spanish and a large in Italian? Uh, I have no idea. You don't roll a V, by the way. No. It's just Vente. So there's no like R in it. You don't have to roll your R's there, Kent. Yeah, but it's like Viente or something like that. Vente. It's a, you pronounce it like a B, I think. Do you? I think, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> don't don't we are. check. Nate's me. already fact-checking. <laughs> already fact-checking. So, it's all downhill. So literally before we even started this, started sat down with microphones, we told Nate that if he comes in here with a bunch of fact-checking, we're going to kick his ass <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> it's like, listen... We don't come in here with truth. We come podcast. in here with opinion. I live my, I live my own truth, and it's a vante. <laughs> it's, it's a vante. Cool. Um, so, spoilers out of bag. We got, we got the three-headed monster in here today. The got Hydra. Kent as normal. Uh, we got Nate. Nate, what's up? What's up? Nate was kind enough to join us with his presence. We are going to get into a topic today that's near and dear to Nate's heart, and uh, he felt like he could contribute some, some knowledge, some wisdom. I'm just here to uh, basically poop on everything that, uh, <laughs> that you guys say about this topic. Yeah, I agree. So getting back to episode 020, the 20, mm-hmm. the Vente, um, I was thinking about this uh, when I put out episode 19, because when I, you know, you put these things together and you publish your podcast, it asks you what season you're on. And I think maybe 20 was a good time to roll into 21. Is that, do we think 21's could be a new season or do we just keep going and piling on? Do we do seasons? Do we do just, they never end? I don't know. I mean, old school sitcoms would run a pretty good length of like, like Seinfeld, you have like 20 season episodes. The new school is on like eight to 10 episodes. If it's yeah. like Hulu, like six, six episodes and you know, and you're yeah. bam, you're, but those are, you know. They're longer. Like they're a Seinfeld episode. I don't know you guys were talking about this last week at, with the, the TBS uh, sitcoms. And usually when you, when you watch it on like a DVD, the episodes are like 22 minutes long because of commercials and stuff right. like that. So, um, yeah, I think I think 21 is a good point to break into a new season. Because okay. like the podcast is old enough to drink, you know? Oh, very solid point. Solid, Adult solid. life, you know? Does that mean we can drink while doing the podcast? I think you've already, already done that. Um, Shh. <laughs> so uh Nobody yeah knows. yeah you can you can drink legally now legally okay and that's that's a good point um i also was thinking you know if we go to a new season we need some sort of cliffhanger at the end of season one to entice season two like a polar bear on like, the island ooh, or yeah a smoke monster and i'm not sure what that what that cliffhanger would be i don't i don't have anything i did not come pre- come prepared well that could be episode 21 obviously that, what? Would, that would lead us into season two we could talk we could recap season one in the last episode and then you know, I think, I think maybe, maybe one of us falls down an elevator shaft at the end of season one and you don't know who's going to make it out. Yeah, exactly. I like that. That's a, that's a good idea. Who will return for, for season two? Yeah. Who, who do we lose? Or maybe we have somebody new. I don't, I mean, you told everyone I had cancer, so they probably, everyone thinks I'm just going to die. <laughs> the one where Kent dies. Yeah. That's the uh, that's, episode 20. That's episode zero two yeah. one. The one where Kent dies. <laughs> I got a lot of, R.I.P. Kent. Kent, did you get a lot of text about that? 
Yeah, my phone blew up. They were very pissed off at you. <laughs> as by the way. soon as that came through my feed, I was like, "This is not a good. This is not some, good." Some emotional texts <laughs> that I had to diffuse. Yeah. So if you haven't tuned in for episode, I think that was what sixteen, maybe. Yeah. Kent has cancer. That's the one we did at Swells. Yeah, we yeah. were drinking on that we did, one. We did that one while drinking, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Published it while you were drinking too. <laughs> no, I did that uh, one. Dead sober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So yeah, go back and check out Kent has cancer. The most um, listened to podcast. Uh, spo- just a spoiler alert: Kent does not actually have exactly. cancer Kent, anymore. Yes. Kent had <laughs> in a past yes. tense cancer. <laughs> yeah, as a child, very informative. Very you know some cool things to think about. You know the Kent you know now wasn't when he was trapped in a hospital. Yeah. as a child, that was you know completely different. Grew up with a completely different life. It's you a know, different Kent right there. Yeah, I'm a somewhat healthy 39 year old now. He could have he could have been dead. Yeah, it could have been, but here I am. But here he is instead. Yeah, live and well and. Episode zero two zero. Thank you, science. <laughs> science bringing it home. So, without further ado, let's get into kind of what we're going to jam on today a little bit. So, I know this topic comes up in the gym a bunch. I know coaches get asked about it. I know I get asked about it. Um, how do how do I recover? Right, recovery in general. Like, how do we recover correctly? What is recovering? Am I recovering right? Am I doing it wrong? Is recovery a real thing? You know, are these you know all these things and how do how do we attack that? How do we do it? Hey, you know, Nate, you're, you work out a bunch. How do you recover? Right. And like some of it's anecdotal, some of it's stuff, you know, some of it's research, some of it's different things going back and forth. I've seen somebody do this. So I do this. And then you get going down the, the internet rabbit hole, right. If you will. And there's a lot of, there's things on the internet. There are a lot of things (laughs) on the internet. Yeah. I would say what percentage of the internet would you say is accurate? (laughs) This is very low percentage. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a ten percent. Yeah, we go down uh, the internet. Is act- oh, no, definitely, definitely less than ten percent for Ep- sure. Episode zero two one. What percentage of the internet is accurate? <laughs> yeah. Just don't Tr- like tr- avoid the internet when tr- you can. Truthful. Yeah. yeah. So there was these things they used to make back in the day that pointed out pretty good factual information, um, and you could go to them, and they was they actually had a building where they kept a lot of these things in, and you could go in there and like read out of books. And had like real information in them. I don't. I don't know if those things are still there. What they call them? Uh, bibliotecas. Bibliotecas. Yeah, like a, li- a library. Uh, yeah, library. Library. Yeah, that's what it was. I think biblioteca so, is librarian. Spanish, yeah, so I think I we think had those so. in school. I can't. I never really knew where it was, but <laughs> they. I think they had them, right? Yeah, they're, they, they're, can, they're, they're all they're all online now. Do they still have those? It's all digital now. It's all digital, so it's only ten percent accurate now. Yeah, no, no I, one's reading paperbacks <laughs> or hardbacks <laughs> or hardbacks. Nobody's writing out. I mean, yeah. I can't go in libraries anymore. Cover. Did you get banned? <laughs> yeah, just, they, I own too much. Are they? Are they? Are they too close to the school? <laughs> no, well, no. I just. I, uh, I got too many. Uh, I can't go in the library. It's within a hundred yards of the school. A Nate on the wall there. <laughs> he walks in. Do not serve this guy. Yeah, I got overserved with books when I was younger, and they uh, they won't let me in anymore. I didn't return a some you know, a Dr. Seuss book or something. Okay. I feel like there's so much truth in that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, definitely, I definitely have some library books that are, <laughs> that are overdue, but, uh, you know, that'll, that will happen. Um, yeah, we're, I was talking to not long ago to Tiffany and they went to take their kids to the library or something. They're like, basically like send them to collections for, <laughs> sorry, Tiff, I put in, put your, put your business out there and, uh, send them to collections for, or I don't know if it got to collections, but she brought up like for like $300 in late fees from yeah, the library. Nice. And, Long story short, a few months ago, Tiffany and her husband and their kids, their house burnt down. So the books, the library books are in the are house. Yeah, so they don't, they no longer exist. They get burned. And you know, that's not the first thing on the top of your brain. It's like, oh my God, I got to go tell the library. The books, books burn up. Right. So they, I, they had an explanation with them and I think all was forgiven and they moved on. But it was kind of funny that like 
you can't get books because you owe us all this money. <laughs> Sorry. They're like, they're your, like, what? <laughs> your children will not be yeah. running out books. I just got to find another library. Yeah. yeah. You got to go, go There will no be Clifford, no more Clifford the Big Red Dog for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, we digressed. Um, so recovery. So Kent, when we talk about recovery, what, is that, what does that mean to you? I mean, me personally, or like a overarching give me a, give me a, sense of give recovery. Me a, give me one of those book definitions of recovery. Recovery. Yeah. I mean, I don't have my the, my book right now, but uh, <laughs> Nate probably stole it. <laughs> but it's, I mean, basically anything you're doing to you know help facilitate recovery from your workout, exercise, what you may be doing, weight training, running, um, you know, to try to help get back to your normal like homeostasis to get ready for another workout. Okay. And I mean, we can I've obviously divulge into what that is. Um, we're so, all going to have opinions or yeah. whatnot. So assuming you're starting at A, right, your workout, whatever that may be, may take you to B, right? Some degree of pain, injury, whatever. Not not necessarily pain and injury the way you think of it, but like your body's coming out of, you know, fatigue, you know, muscle building, all these things. And you're trying to bring yourself back to A, right? So you can continue to train at that same level. Does that sound about right, Nate? Uh, yeah, I'd probably say just a decrement in performance, um, and then basically return to baseline of, of what you're able to do. Um, usually when they study recovery in like, you know, in exercise studies, um, they'll either take like a, uh, a marker of muscle damage. So like take a biopsy from the muscle or they'll just have somebody do like a test. So whether that's like a vertical jump test or like a one rep max leg extension test, and you are technically recovered if you're back to like your baseline one rep max or your baseline level of, uh, um, of like proficiency on that vertical jump test. Okay. So getting back to a baseline, yep. I think we all kind of yep. say the same thing there. Yep. So the degree of that becomes, you know, what is your baseline, you know, for standard normal person, how will they, you know, how do you even know what your baseline is, right? Like day in, day out in the gym, day in, day out running, you know, how do you know what your, how does the average person even know, Hey, am I back to my baseline? Well, I mean, you can get super technical, like what Nate was saying. So we did, um, when I was in college, um, when I was doing my ex his degree, we would do a jump pad. Mm-hmm. And so we had class three days a week and they would bring us in and have us do a workout. And then we would do a jump pad and we would compare, I guess, basically it was like the time that you were displaced from the pad until your landing. And they, they would determine if, okay, if you're kind of overtrained or you're, you know, back to your baseline measurements or you're exceeding whatever your baseline was. And that would kind of determine if we recovered from that workout or not. And then obviously a lot of factors would go into that recovery. Like, Hey, did I stay up all night drinking all night or was up all night studying or, you know, did I do more than what the baseline workout required? So there's a lot of variables that kind of went into that, but ideally everyone was staying to whatever that workout that was kind of programmed for us. Um, but that's what they were kind of like looking for basically. And they just had us how they measured it off the, the jump pad. Okay. So that'd be a good, I think, Hey, if you're in an environment where there's a way to measure your baseline, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that gives you basically pretty empirical evidence of what your baseline is going to be. So say you held off that pad for two seconds and then you, know, you did a workout and you came back and you're off the pad for one second, right? You're right. 50% fatigued, right? right? So then to get back that 50% you need to do X yeah. amount of whatever, right? That's, that's a number that's easy to see running. Say you're running a 100 meters and you know, your baseline 100 meters is 10 seconds right? Full speed, 10 seconds. Okay. There's, you know, there's some gray area there for form and, you know, 
outside conditions and everything else, but recovery wise, Nate's like, I can't run a 100 meters in 10 seconds. I was like running it in my head right there. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. 30, 40. I yeah, don't know. Sure. So, you know, and then, Hey, okay. Now I'm running in 15 seconds. I'm obviously not as, you know, <clears throat> performing as well as I did when I did 10 seconds. You're right? not recovered. You're not recovered. Right. Or you're injured, whatever, whatever may be the case in there. Right. But day to day, right? You're not necessarily going to be like, Hey, I worked out on Monday. Yeah. Let me go jump on this jump pad or let me go run hundred meters and see just to see where I'm at. If I go back to the gym on Tuesday. Yep. Right. So how do, how do people adjust to that? How do they, how do they know that? I think you can take like a, you know, a, a mental, like subjective questionnaire, um, and just go through your head. Like, Hey, how do I feel today? Like how are, if, if, if you're training your legs or your lower body, like it's a squat day and you squatted like a few days ago, like how does it feel when I do an air squat? You know what I mean? Am I, am I, am I really overly sore tip more than usual? Um, and then you can kind of, you know, maybe rate that on a scale and you would just compare that over time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, you know, normally don't get caught using the thing between my ears, but like, right. Like, you know, your, your brain's going to tell you yeah. if you're not recovered right? If you go out drinking all night and you go party and you wake up in the morning with a hangover, what's your brain telling you? Yeah. You should not drink again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should probably not drink again today, right? <laughs> I promise I'll never do that again. <laughs> I'm never drinking never. again. Yeah. Right. We've all said it, right? We've you all feel, said that a thousand times. Yeah. And you feel like trash, right? And it's, that's your brain telling you, Hey, I'm, you're not recovered. You feel like turd, right? Okay. Maybe we should not drink the rest of the day, or maybe you need to start drinking more to get, you know, <laughs> build up that tolerance build up that tolerance yeah. or get back get back or, on the horse or maybe you need to go to AA you know <laughs> yeah. like it's one I'm of not, those three I'm not saying go drink more but uh, you know, I'm not saying not go drink more you yeah. know it depends on where you're at in life okay um, the and the same thing with fitness I know you know if you've been around you know me long enough you've probably heard me say that the cure for you know hurting from squats is you know do more squats do more squats yeah. pretty sure there's a meme out there on the internet from you know a decade ago <laughs> Yo, there dog, I heard I, you like squats. I got you some squats is. with your squats. Yeah. I, I have much less gray in my beard. That's how, <laughs> that's, how I know, that's how I know how old the picture was. So, right, so we listen to our body and we do these things and it's like, hey, okay, I need to be recovered. Then it comes down to how recovered do I need to be? What can I do to help facilitate recovery faster or put myself in a position where I won't be as fatigued, I can recover quicker, I can train day in, day out, or more often, more frequently, I can live my life more comfortably, but still doing the things I want to do to improve my performance. Does that sound? Yep. All right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the cool part about recovery is there's, you know, there's two sides to the coin, right? There's, there's a side of the coin. That's probably like, you need to proper warm up. You need a proper cool down. You need to make sure you're doing dynamic and static stretching. You need to make sure you're doing X, Y, Z, one, two, three over here. And you need to do that religiously or else you will fall apart. Right. And then there's a side over on the other side. That's like, all that's bullshit. <laughs> Don't believe any of it. Just pick up weights and, you know, listen to your body. Right. So then, you know, where's it at in the middle and or is one right? Is one wrong? Is, you know, what's going on there? So let's get into it. Right. Cause you know, some of us fall on one side, some of us fall more on the other side. I'll let you guys determine, put it in the comments who you think falls where. <laughs> so, and then, you know, we talk about recovery, we talk about different things and we get into that and it's like, what, what are the big topics? What are the big items that people kind of come up with? You know, you see on that, our 10% internet of fact, you know, some of these things are real. Some of them aren't real. Um, I know one that comes up often and I think it gets overlooked a lot, even though we preach it and we preach it and we preach it is you got to hydrate, right? You got to drink water, you know, soda's not water. Tea's not water. Coffee's not water. Beer, eh, 
Depends on the beer, I guess. There is very clean water and beer, just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> it is very clean. Very clean water and beer. But you got to drink water, like plain plain old Jane water, right? Um, Kent, how much water do you drink a day? I just, I mean, I just, I'm drinking water all day, continuously. Okay. So you had to put a, throughout the entire day. If you had to day. put a number on it, what would it be? I would say I'm hitting at least a half a gallon, probably close to a gallon. Okay. I mean, I, just ballparking. Um, yeah. But I mean, I got a 24-ounce bottle that I'm continuously drinking throughout the day. Yeah. Fill up 10 times a day. Yeah. I, yeah. Pee, I pee a lot during the day. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and it's not, you know, the hydrating drinking water. It's going to help clear everything out of your body. It's going to help, you know, all that crap is got to get it out of there, right? And you got to give water to your muscles and to your body. Nate, how much water do you drink a day? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> you want me to be honest here? Yeah, let's be honest. Yes. All right, we're in the trust tree. Yeah. Uh, I, I drink maybe maybe eight ounces of water a day. <laughs> yeah, um, you and my wife. My body is extremely efficient. Uh, um, so just just to clarify, um, all those liquids that you men, uh, mentioned earlier are all like still hydration positive. Um, so even coffee. Um, so again, this is a little bit of confirmation bias, but there is plenty of research out there that shows that like you know you're not like you know peeing out more than you drink when you have coffee but yeah i should drink more water uh for sure and a lot of times like telling people to drink more water it's not like a hey just to have the effects of more water going through your body it's like hey if you say drink a drink some water before you eat a meal you may might eat a little bit less and for somebody that's trying to lose weight that might be a really good option and you know that might help with their you know with their recovering and their performance in the gym just because they're you know eating a little bit less um every meal because they're having a little bit of water but i should it's a 2021 goal and resolution i've still got a couple months <laughs> left to up my water game to, to up up that water game i need to get back on my b i drank a lot more water when i drank bcaa's so how, uh, how do you even just drink an eight ounce <laughs> of like, water i just, well, I, just I think you just, like I think he's just guesstimating the amount of water that's in his beneficial water in his coffee <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean I, I have like i have like little the little like shakers from the gym from uh Jack Sports Nutrition. A little espresso cup of yeah. water. I think they're actually 16 ounces. So, I'm sorry, about 16 ounces a day. Okay. Mostly, uh, I drink the um, the white water, the milk. So, oh. a lot of <laughs> creamy so water. The fair, life. the fair life. Fair life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I think we can all agree, you know, being properly hydrated is not going to be a bad thing. Yeah, definitely not. Right. Um, so, if you're not doing that, that's step one. Yep. Okay, that's... Make sure you're hydrated, guys. It's it's an easy one to do. It just requires a little bit of um so what I'm looking for here. You just gotta develop the consistency, get consistency. Into a routine yeah, routine. Yeah. I think routine was the word I was looking for there. You just need to get that routine and kind of get used to if you're not carrying around a water bottle, you're not carrying around a cup or to fill water in, it's hard to drink yep. enough water. So find that routine, get your consistency on that, and go for that. Um another one that's it's probably a little harder for most people to do, but is going to have huge benefits in a lot of America, for that matter. This is the one we miss, right? Sleep. America. America. Kent, on average, how many hours of sleep at night do you get? Eight hours. Eight hours. Okay. Nate? Uh, I'd say probably seven to eight hours. Seven yeah, to eight hours. Close. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm probably, you know, right about that seven, eight hours also. It's, it's very doable. You have to, you might have to plan a little bit. You know, if you're staying up to watch Letterman, you know, you're probably going to not get eight hours of sleep. Is Letterman still on? He's trash, but, uh, um, no, yeah, I don't think so. he's, no, he's retired, right? I'm pretty sure he's retired, but also like not a good dude either. But, uh, Letterman? Um, yeah, he's terrible. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. What yeah, happened yeah. to Letterman? Yeah. Just Google it. 
<laughs> you can believe what you read about him on the internet. It's true. Yeah. But, um, that, sure, that's, that's not 10% that 90%. Right. That's, yeah. That 10% is correct. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I think me personally, you've got to uh, um, just, you know, cut out TV time right before bed because it, it definitely doesn't help us sleep. Okay. So don't go down the YouTube rabbit hole. Don't go down the YouTube rabbit hole. Uh, don't go doom scrolling on Instagram or Facebook. Um, you know, like biggest things for me is creating people talk about sleep hygiene a lot. Um, like developing a consistent pattern of like what you do before you go to bed to set yourself up for like a good night's sleep. So that's like, you know, not being on your phone, um, like within like an hour of going to bed, not watching TV, trying to like dim the lights a little bit. Um, and having like a cool room with, uh, um, with not a lot of like light coming in. Um, and that stuff generally tends to help people fall asleep a little bit faster and stay asleep for longer. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know one of the big things that's worked that I preach to is, is temperature, right? I think most people probably sleep at their house. Unfortunately, it's a little too warm. We live in Florida. It's hot outside, especially in the summertime. And you know, you're, you're hesitant to, you know, crank your AC down. Right. And then, yes, it does. It affects your bill and all that, all that stuff. But you know, if you're sleeping like crap and it's going to affect everything else in your life. So what's a, you know, $20 more a month to Cool your house a little more. It'd be nice if it was just twenty dollars a month, but <laughs> yeah, um, depends. Depends on what it is. Get a get a uh, AC unit where you can control just your room. I guess. Yeah, there you go. Um, get a window unit. On that note, Nate, do you know what temperature you sleep at? Yeah, I I keep a I have a fan on, and I like to keep it around like seventy seventy one at night. Um, okay. So I mean, I, I sleep pretty cold, pretty cool. Okay, Ken, do you know what that temperature you guys cold. sleep at? Yeah, so we keep it at seventy four. Um, obviously, ceiling fan, white noise machine. Uh, pretty blacked out, like curtains, all that. Okay. Um, so and, pretty good sleeping environment. And the reality is everybody's thermostat's going to be a little different based off your house and all the, all these, it's finding, you know, finding the number that works for you. I know in our house right now, we are 71 or 72 yeah. and there's a fan on, it's pretty dark. Yep. There's no TV in the room. It's, you know, we go to sleep, we go to sleep. Yep. Um, I know in a past house we lived in, it was upstairs and the thermostat was downstairs and things were different. And, you know, it was like, Hey, set it to like 67 and it's, you know, it wasn't actually, yeah. 67 in the bedroom, but it was, you know, get that number down there. And, yeah. and if you've never played around with the temperature of which you sleep, try it for a week at what you're at, bump it down for a week, see if you sleep better. If that doesn't change, bump it down again, bump it down. You'll know when you're too cold. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I, I don't think I've ever woken up like too cold, Oh, I have. Um, but I've definitely woken up like, like sweating Yeah, because you know, it's too hot. So that's a, um, I think it's probably better to err on the side of sleeping a little too cool, but yeah. Well that night when it drops to like 40 and it was like 70 the day uh, yeah, before yeah. and the AC is still on yeah, and yeah. <laughs> you wake, story. you wake up and you're like, good God, I can't get out of yeah. bed. It's so cold. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So guys, hydration and sleep, two big ones. And then let's get into some fun, fun fitnessy ones. Um, foam rolling. I see a lot of people foam rolling. I see foam rollers. I see people doing foam rolly things. Nate Kent, loves foam rolling. Kent, Kent, I love this. I see you foam roll all the time. Why do you foam roll? So I don't foam roll all the time, but a lot of times get up in the morning. I'm like, get up, dress, go. I get in the car. I have a 45-minute car ride here. And then when I get here, I'm pretty stiff. So just to kind of, you know, get back in like extension with my back, I'll foam roll a little bit, do a few stretches just to kind of, you know, decrease the pain a little bit, get me a little more freely moving. Obviously, if I had the time, I'd probably do a more like dynamic warm up, but that's what I'm not doing at the time. So I'll do about five minutes of foam rolling just to, you know, get back in range of motion, free it, free it up a little bit. Okay. Nate, when was the last time you foam rolled? 
Uh, maybe t- 2010. Probably. Okay. How how come you 11, don't foam roll? Eleven years. Um, I just I, I I don't find a lot of like personally. I, I don't think it does a lot for me. Um, and I I don't have all the time in the world to train, <laughs> so I'd rather do things that are like for me, just give me more bang for my buck when I'm warming up. Um, I don't think if we're gonna look at like what the science says about foam rolling, um, a lot of people make a lot of claims that it does a lot of things that it doesn't like break up adhesions or you know it promotes blood flow and just kind of like basically they say it basically does everything and usually if if someone makes a claim that this particular thing does all these different things it probably does none of those things so even even duct even duct tape uh duct tape i mean it does a lot of things but there are you know (laughs) there are probably some things that you do not want to (laughs) duct tape right (laughs) like like the hood back on your car yeah probably don't duct tape the hood back on your car um but yeah i mean it's just uh, i i I think as far as like a recovery modality um it doesn't it doesn't decrease uh or doesn't increase range of motion um when it when it's been studied like anything more than like acutely so if it's something you want to do for like five minutes and it helps you like feel a little bit better and move a little bit better like by all means but it's probably not the panacea that some people like to claim it is and you don't need like a fancy foam roller like not to jump on uh on k-star or uh you don't need a rumble roller it doesn't need to be uh like have batteries it doesn't need to have like weird jagged edges like it looks like it came from like a rock climbing gym like the aggro crag or something um it doesn't need to look like uh like some sort of like weird sex toy um (laughs) i mean if it does if you're into that that's cool but um maybe just get like a regular foam roller and just (laughs) roll your back on it a little bit or leg on it a little bit before you train it it's probably fine (laughs) <laughs> so foam rolling jury's out <laughs> yeah if you want to do it do it if you don't yeah. want to do it also you don't have to do it yeah gotcha um one of them that's popular these days as well is i hear and see and you see it on the internet is uh like a cold bath ice bath cryotherapy like getting really cold to i'm assuming the plan there is to stimulate blood flow and muscle recovery i think it's the Fight inflammation. Fight inflammation through. I think, I think that's the purpose of it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I've never done it, so I've, I've got some pretty. I don't know. Uh, I've got some pretty strong, not not strong opinions, but uh, there's actually like Person- a, a lot of. Personally, I enjoy cryotherapy. Yeah. And I think it helps me because again, we live in Florida and it's 100 degrees, and yeah. standing in somewhere cold for two minutes is feels fantastic. How many yeah. times have you done it? I like twice. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> how much did you? How much did you pay for those times? I think I think I don't pay anything. Yeah. Pay anything okay. For it. so, yeah, it's free. So, it's, it's perfect. So uh, um, there's there's like you know a pretty pretty there's some decent evidence that doing like an ice bath can decrease muscle soreness, but there's also like evidence that the inflammation that that Kent was talking about that it's supposed to decrease might be a natural part of the course of recovery for like building muscle. Um, so if you're if you're dampening that inflammation signal, you might actually be and there's actually it's like studies that show this um it's like limiting your muscle growth so basically like if you want to get stronger or bigger um you probably don't want to do like ice baths very regularly because um because it's gonna it's gonna make you get less jacked so um if you're if you're a, a competitive athlete in crossfit and you're like doing um multiple workouts over the course of a day and you're taking an ice bath in between to like lower your body temperature um that's a really good thing and that actually probably is very uh very useful but for most people like um 
you don't have to, to like buy a bunch of bags of ice and uh, put them in your bathtub and then you know like have like, your home freezer set up. Yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> okay. not not super necessary. And you don't have to go to a place. I'm not going to name any names or call out any places specifically and pay them hundreds of dollars to like strip down and get in like a cryo thing that's going to like freeze you for. 90 seconds and then have them tell you it's going to do anything because it's not really going to do anything. Are you butt naked? I think you no, wear you gloves. Were like, you, you, were can't, like, you can't have your extremities and I think extremities includes like like yeah. your middle extremities. I think you wear like something. I yeah, can't you have to wear like little footies and like little yeah. like I feel like it was very Demolition Man. Remember, yeah. remember did, Demolition did, Man? Yeah, you, you don't remember. The, the well, well, Demolition Man, they were yeah. naked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we were naked. No, we were, I wasn't naked. You, you've done it too? Yeah, I've done it okay. before. Yeah. I'm I just... I don't think should so. I, should I go try it just to try it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. It feels cool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a minute, like 60 seconds. Yeah. Or they something? do like, they do like two minutes. Yeah. Okay. They, they, and they can crank it. They can like make you last longer if you want, if you're feeling like you're like, you know, I'm a little, I run a little hotter. I, feel like, I need some more time. I, I feel like I ran a little hot. It was nice. It was a nice cool down. And I feel yeah. like it, it wakes you up. Yeah. Like if you were like a little sleepy in the afternoon and you had a cryo to go stand in, yeah, wake you right up. I mean, if a cold bath doesn't wake you up, then shit. It's true. If like Ferris Bueller said, if you can afford it, if you have the means, I highly recommend it. <laughs> um, but most recommend. people don't have the means to yeah. to spend you know twenty grand on a, on a mobile cryo unit <laughs> right. for their house and and all the nitrogen they need to <laughs> yeah, fill out <laughs> Exactly. Um, what about like a sauna or a steam? Go the other way. Go hot. I know wet, hot, wet heat, or a dry heat. Any, any thoughts there? Anybody like a good I mean, I like used, a good I used uh, to do it steam? At, at the Y. Uh, we had a we have a dry sauna there, um, but I would just do it just to detox after a, a night of some heavy drinking. Okay, sweating <laughs> out some booze. I would go in <laughs> sweat it out, and I would kind of feel like trash for maybe like an hour afterwards. But okay. eventually, I started to feel a little super better. <laughs> yeah, just super dehydrated. <laughs> okay, so then I started taking like a Gatorade with me, and I'm like just chucking Gatorade while I'm sweating it out. <laughs> So I don't know if I was just defeating the whole purpose, <laughs> nice. um, possibly. Um, but I did that for a while. I thought it was like helping me, but I don't truly think it was. <laughs> okay. It feels it, it, like uh, I used to, they have a sauna at Bailey's um, and it's one of those ones that has the coals and they tell you like not to pour water on it, but it's really awesome when you pour water on it and it's like yeah. literally so much steam in there you can't even breathe. Um, again, yeah, I don't I don't think it really does anything. I know Joe Rogan is like a huge fan of it and there's yeah. the people that think it like, activates like heat shock proteins which do something but we live in florida it's hot as hell here if like you know um if a sauna and being hot did anything really like we're probably already getting the benefits of it right it's probably another one of the things that yeah wasn't he trying to say it would like temporarily increase like your growth hormone or something like that yeah they say all kinds of things temporary (laughs) increase your growth hormone so does just taking growth hormone which just seems like that's what he does but uh (laughs) yeah no never mind the supplements it's it's a sauna it's definitely it's definitely the sauna that makes him look like that but i you know i I, there was a (laughs) there was a guy that used to come to the bailey sauna and i feel like we ran we crossed paths a few times and he would like eat food in the sauna which is really weird wow like an old because the old you have the old guys there that come in in their whitey tidies and (laughs) Like a sandwich in like a bag. <laughs> it was not. Don't do that if you're going to go in the sauna. Yeah, if you're going to the sauna in a public space, yeah. probably don't. Probably don't bring your lunch. Don't bring your lunch. Cool. I mean, then you get into you know like a hot tub. Yeah. I, I love a good soak in a hot tub. Yeah. I don't think it necessarily helps my recovery, but I mean, it doesn't. Uh, doesn't uh, make doesn't me. Doesn't make me less recovered. I don't yeah, think. Definitely. Okay. Um, going in there, big one. Also, uh, compression. You see compression tights. You see compression sleeves. You see. 
compression booties, right? The what is it, Normatec? Normatec. I'm sure, I mean, there's a few companies where they pump big. through, and they, you know, they're basically just it's like a big heart rate or um, blood pressure cuff for your legs. Yep. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they squeeze they, they can put ice in there too, so it's like yeah. the two birds, one stone. Have you ever used the the Normatec? <clears throat> no, I've never done. I've never done the Normatec. Yeah. So I've done the Normatec, gone that route, and they put these, you know. It's this five thousand dollars system you yeah. gotta like have, and you're like, who was using this thing last? <laughs> it's like, just, you know, people are using it after they work out, and you're like, this is probably gross because these sweaty slime. like booty things you got to put your whole legs in. You're like, nice. oh, this is great, and then you get put in that thing, and then it like pumps air maybe through it, air, and it goes through, and it's probably yeah. temperature regulated, and it's basically just literally like a um, blood pressure cuff, and it's just like, yeah, you know, con- constricting and re- constricting and relaxing as you're sitting there, and it's just supposed to you know, help your legs recover and they Increase make it for arms and whatever blood flow or something yeah, like blood that. flow. Yeah. yeah. Did it, yeah. does it actually do anything? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I've had it done on my hips. I had the hip one and I had the leg one and I hated it. Like I did not like it. And I felt worse when I was done. I was like, don't ever put these on me ever again. <laughs> you got like, it's like going to the MRI machine or something. You have like claustrophobia and you're like, God, take these off. Yeah. You're just getting constricted the whole yeah. time. Just squeezed. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I don't really like this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think there might be there is some decent evidence for like people that are um, like runners and and endurance athletes when they wear like compression either calf socks at a certain grade of compression or you know like compression tights that it can help um, a little bit. But I don't think like spending two minutes with like you know pythons on your legs constricting yeah. you is really gonna do much for you there unless you have like you know lymphedema or something like that. But yeah, my my wife she she loves it and she swears by it. And it may be anecdotal, but if it helps her, you know, mindset or whatever, yeah, then it so, helps you. So be it, and it helps me. Yeah, so, <laughs> and it helps your recovery. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. And I'm gonna kind of bump a lot of these into into one. Uh, I'm not sure how to do this, but we'll call it Mary very Eastern medicine. Okay. You know, you get into massage and your acupuncture and your cupping and your going down that rabbit hole. Short of you know, your ACM short of it feels good. Yeah. You know, Hey, getting massage feels great. Yep. Right. Does it actually help you recover? Uh, I think, I think massage is, is a pretty, uh, um, can be a pretty powerful one. Um, it, even if it is like mostly like placebo and just makes you feel better. Um, and for the most part, most people that are getting massages, um, are as long as if, if they're getting just like gentle massages, like recovery massages, relaxing ones, and not like crazy sports massages, like it's unlikely to be harmful in any way. A lot of those other things you talked about, like there is like, there's a non-zero risk with like cupping or like acupuncture, um, and I'd, so, so I'd probably like stay away from those. Um, but you know, if you, ha- again, if you have the means, you know, massages aren't cheap. So telling people like you have to get massages, um, if you like getting massages, but you like get, can get the same effect from foam rolling or something like that, you know, maybe you choose that one cause it's a little more cost effective, but just don't get the expensive foam roller, right? Don't get, yeah. the, don't get <laughs> the expensive. Um, what else popular right now? Uh, the Theragun. Uh, yeah, those guys, right? You see them used in all sorts of different things. Um, personal, personal experience, if I have something that's, you know, inflamed, right? If I have a knot in my shoulder, Theragun temporarily gives me enough relief that it's, hey, it's nice. Um, if I'm, say you're doing multiple workouts in a day and you're trying to take a little bit of the tension out of your legs, hey, it, you know, it doesn't make it worse, right? Kind of yeah. thing. Um is it long-term effect actually making me recover faster? Is it just giving me a feel good in the moment that allows yeah. me to continue? Well, yeah. It's just an acute pain inhibition 
Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. if you stub your toe or you bump your knee into something and you rub your knee like that with your hand, like it's, it's probably a similar effect. It just gives you like another stimulus that kind of overrides whatever like discomfort you're feeling. If you're, if you have an injury, like your shoulders injured or like a pulled muscle or something like that, it probably wouldn't like keep jamming on it. Cause that's probably not going to like, you know, it might feel good for a minute, but it's probably not a great idea. But you know, also you could just go to Walmart and get a car buffer uh, for $20 instead of spending $500 on the Theragun TM. Um, and that's, that's what we used to do for CrossFit competitions. And it works like just as well, even though they'll tell you that our frequency is right. proprietary and it's like vibrating at this <laughs> precise way, which is, seems like a suspect there, but... Everybody busting out the gym bag with the car buffers yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Y'all got a plug in over here yeah. anywhere? <laughs> with your own extension cord and everything. Yeah. Problem was they weren't battery operated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they. You know, I, I think there's like a whole. There's, you know, you just you have to be a little bit of like balance the costs and and cost like meaning like time and like actual costs like monetary costs of some of these things because like those things are not cheap like a four hundred dollars there gun that's like two months at a gym membership or you know maybe it's maybe it's a month and a half of like meal prep or something like that or it's you know like getting a chili pad which uh, is like that thing you can sleep with to lower your temperature a little bit and like maybe that's money better spent yeah. Not having to cool your whole house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, pays off itself quickly. Um, yeah, and then you know the, these and guys kind of getting into these are a lot of the things we hear, we see, we you know everybody wants to know, hey, what works because they want to instantly feel better. Yeah, right. The one the one thing most people don't typically want to hear is you know the dreaded you know the two two word bad two word thing that we try to toss around every now and then. It's called a rest day. Yeah, yeah. So you know if you haven't taken a rest day and. 17 days that's probably why you don't feel recovered you probably feel like trash you know maybe it's time to take the weekend off yep you know kind of deal it's it if if it's like if you're saying to someone like someone comes to you and is like oh god i'm like so hungover and they say this all the time and you're like they're like what do i do what like what do i take what do i do to make myself less hungover you're just like don't drink so much (laughs) next time (laughs) maybe maybe don't drink for a few days yeah yeah yeah, like that will stop that real fast. But it's like, you know, that's not always the answer people want to hear. Yeah. It's like, hey, listen, I know you want to come to the gym and I want you to come to the gym. We want you to work out. It's the, that's going to be good. But at the same time, sometimes your body does need a rest. Like, you know, Kent works out every day of the week and twice on Sunday, but, he, but he probably takes a day off, you know, every, every 16 to 17 days. No, I'm, a, I'm usually, so like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll usually work out usually Thursday. Um, you know, I'll take the the kid for a walk in the stroller and stuff like that. Just move around, but I don't really generally do any like lifting or you know exercise. And then usually Friday, Saturday again, and then Sunday complete rest day. Yeah, so two days, essentially two days off. Yeah, turn the week. Yeah, yeah. and I I've just found that that kind of works better for me. It works good for my schedule, and it just you know I generally feel the best on that on that type of routine. Yeah, and I would ask Nate this question, but Nate takes more rest days than he probably does training days, <laughs> so it's not not really a great question. I know for myself, I've got into a pattern where it's I just work out every day; it's available. Yeah, um, I let my rest days kind of happen naturally. My body might be like freaking out and be like, "Hey, you need to this," or if some stuff comes up, you're out of town, or "Hey, it's just not happening today." And it's like, okay, and if I'm too rushed or too stressed out or whatever to do it, okay, it's not probably not today's not the day chalk it up, move on to tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I also know if I, I'm bad about it and I, I don't mind being 
sore and beat up either. Yeah. Like, so that's for me being not recovered is okay. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't mind that. A lot of people don't like that feeling. They don't like feeling like they're beat up and sore and can't hardly move. And that's not their, it's not how they want to live life. And that's totally cool. You know, I'm, I'm a weird one. Yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> and there's also like, you, you can kind of just modify your training a little bit to, you know, maybe dial back the intensity a little bit. If Absolutely. you're, if you can still come to the gym and just because you come to the gym doesn't mean, and we, you, you guys talked about like RXing and intensity and stuff last week, but like, it, you know, lowering the weight a little bit, going a little bit slower in, in an AMRAP. So you're not doing as much work as, as many rounds and reps, um, you know, might like be the difference between, you know, you being debilitatingly sore for three days or like you being a little bit sore, but still being able to come in the next day and stuff. And it's not about like, you know, it's really about how much work you get in over the course of the week and over the course of the month, not like how much you do on any given day. So like lower your weight a little bit, work on to have like a day where you're going in, like I'm going to work technique, I'm going to move and I'm still going to like, you know, like be at a relative, you know, relatively moderate to high intensity, but with a little bit less weight and you're not going to be as wrecked. And then you don't have to worry about, Hey, what are all these other crazy things I could do to make myself feel more recovered because you're just not beat up in the first place. Yeah. And, and I, and that's, you know, that's a good way to be, you know, then in the longer you train and the longer you do stuff, you'll also know, you'll know what stuff, wrecks you worse than other stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, Hey, this, this particular movement leaves me destroyed for three days. Maybe I dial that one back. So I'm not walking around like a cripple for a couple of days. Yep. Right. So it's finding that, that good balance and going through there for sure. I could deadlift every day and be like totally fine. Uh, if I snatch like what, like one day a week, I'm, my, my shoulders are wrecked. Like can't, if you pr- t- try to deadlift every day, you'd probably die. Right. Yeah. Be, yeah. Can't would actually I would uh, be dead. have cancer and yeah. be dead. Yeah. So like for me, like I love doing wall balls. Yeah. That's my, that's my jam. But I know if I start doing sets over about 20 yeah. for multiple sets, I'm going to be sore. Yeah. If I keep that number like 10, I can do wall balls all day, all day long. long. Yeah. Like they're not like, I'm not even doing them. Yeah. And the next day I can do them again. But it's just, you know, I know once the set number, you know, like an unbroken set gets high enough. Okay. Here we're, I know, I know I'm going to pay for this tomorrow. Yeah. Which brings around, you know, recovery, you know, and I talk about this to people all the time is too, is, you know, for recovery wise and training wise is don't give up tomorrow's workout for today's. Yeah. Right. Like don't train so hard today that you can't train tomorrow. Right. Nate alluded to this a second ago. Cause like fitness is, it's the long game. Mm-hmm. It's not the short game, right? It's not trying to get as fit as I can possibly get by Wednesday, right? It's, can I get fitter this week, this month, this year, the next 10, 20, 30 years and, and continue to do that. Obviously you might have short-term goals and you might be hyper specific to you personally, where you need to go compete or do something that changes things a little bit. But like for the most part, you know, then you're in a sport and then things become amplified totally differently. Right. But like for the most part, it's longevity. Yeah. Right. That's the name of the game. Yeah. I mean, you look, you look at someone's like diet and if you look at one meal in isolation and like, Oh my God, this is like literally the perfect meal. But then the rest of their diet is like pizza and ice cream. Like that's not like a good diet. So it's not like you, you have to be, you know, balanced and, and have like a balanced kind of workout plan. Um, and not just go like, ham one day and then take five days off because you're so wrecked or like not even be able i mean if you're coming into the gym we talked a little bit earlier about how do you know if you're recovered if you're coming to the gym and you like can't do an air squat without like so holding on to something or doing some kind of warm-up like you might be on your recovered yeah. and like we could turn this into like a jeff foxworthy thing but like <laughs> you might, you might be under recovered if uh, yeah. um yeah if, if you can't you know if you can't do a push-up or like you need a bunch of warm-up to 
to like run a 200 meter run or, or uh, like I said, do an air squat or do a body weight lunge or something like that. You know, if, if those are things that you can typically do, I mean, if you can't do an air squat because like you're just not there yet, that's, that's a different story. But if typically you're able to do that fine. And then on some days, like you literally are just like so wrecked that you can't do just a body weight squat. Like then you might need to, you know, back off a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Listen to your body. It'll tell you if you're recovered. Yeah. A lot of this stuff, if you like it, do it. If yep. you don't like it, don't do it. Uh, but sleep good and hydrate good. Yep. Listen like, to your body. Good diet. You know, be, eat, don't be, try not to eat. Like we didn't really get into nutrition. Yeah. But don't eat like trash. Yeah. And maybe don't eat like right before you try to go to bed because that probably won't help you sleep super yep. well. You don't, you don't do the fair life right before bed? Uh, no, before I did that, bed? but I have a, I have a small bladder. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I can't I can't chug milk right before bed, but uh, I'll, I'll do like an hour before bed. Okay. Have a nighttime routine. <laughs> Nightcap. I, All right, I guys. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode, episode 020 on recovery. Uh, if you like it, shoot us some comments, likes, thumbs up, share it with your friends. Send it to somebody that needs needs this in their life. Yeah, what's your tell us what your favorite recovery thing is. Yeah, tell us what your favorite recovery thing is. There's no chance anybody's still listening. But if you are, have a great day and we'll see you on episode zero two one. See ya.